0: Hey everyone, Ophi back for another Starstruck episode with Sam Reynolds. Hello. Hello, Scorpio. Uh, <laughs> put that tail away. Uh, <laughs> as he tucks his tail, I will introduce him. Uh, <laughs> Sam is uh, owns Unlock Astrology. He writes for tarot.com. He writes our horoscopes and is on the board of directors of ESAR, the International Society for Astrological Research. Uh, <laughs> very distinguished but You are. You're really someone I think of as an astrological scholar and historian. Yeah. And a great speaker, too. And you... You make the rounds of the conferences. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are you up to at the beginning of 2020? How are you well, starting? Well, I am to...
1: taking a transformational voyage. It sounds like I'm about to go into therapy. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to be doing a cruise with Dr. Patricia Bell and um, and Nadia Shaw and Kenneth Miller um, and Cassandra Butler. Um, so it's focused on healing. And we're talking about using the power of 2020 for healing. Very cool. So uh, while we're cruising, so I think mean, we go to Casamel. I think it's uh, Bermuda, not Bermuda. I always want to say Bermuda, but it's the other one, the other B. Uh, Bahamas. Bahamas, Bahamas, not Belize. Oh, wow, that would be like Can something you even else. to but, Belize, yeah. um, <laughs> I, right? I don't know if people cruise to Belize, but I mean, I don't know how you would get in there. But, but take yeah. me there, however, right? I get there, right? How we yeah, get there?
0: So. Cru- healing cruise, A healing cruise. That is hashtag astrologer life. That's the way to do it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Okay, that sounds awesome. Well, you know, it's good. You might need that healing cruise because we're entering...
1: Yes, we are. ...a
0: decade, very heavy, uh, historic year. And Sam is going to talk about America's Pluto return. Yeah, it
1: doesn't actually happen in 2020, but it's coming up. And what that means is that Pluto is coming back to its original position as it was when the United States was formed in 1776. Now there are lots of different charts that are kicked about for the formation of the United States. There's one for like the day before, there's one that's going with the Articles of Confederation in 1789. Um, So there's all the different ways in which we could talk about, you know, the United States being formed, but roughly around the time of 1776, we're talking about Pluto coming back to its degree. And I think that's like 28 degrees of of Capricorn. And so we're coming within that window, yep. closer and closer. Creeping
0: up on the 2024. So that's literally what it
1: means. So that people are like, well, what does it mean? And then, well, Pluto has been in Capricorn for some years, but it's inching year by year up to mm-hmm. the point that it gets to the actual return.
0: So when that's a planet inching. returns to where it was, you'll see themes and cycles repeat themselves, which is why we love astrology that's too, right. because... You always can refer back. I mean, Pluto being the farthest planet from the sun. And yes, we think of it as a planet. Yes, we do, damn it. Yeah. Do you know only 4% of the astronomical society was there when they that's voted right. Pluto off the island of planets? 4%. That's a minority. Their so conference was basically over. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Before we head out for happy right. hour, let's let's get rid of Pluto. It's nothing but trouble. So, we brought Pluto. We've always had kept Pluto in the that's fam. Right. So, um <laughs> so Pluto being the farthest from the sun in our solar system takes the longest to make its trip all the way through the zodiac. And so that's why it's been since the 1700s that it was in Capricorn and it's now in Capricorn from 2008 to 2024, which has been such a an interesting political cycle starting hmm. with Obama. We don't know who it's going to end with. Um, but it is, you know, a complete round of election cycles in the United States, so interesting.
1: And in Europe, I mean, as we're yeah. saying with Britain. Britain has gone yeah. through a, a transformation recently with their elections, right, yeah. so.
0: And we have two Geminis. We've got Boris Johnson and Donald Trump when the North Node, which is our collective fate, is returning to Gemini in 2020 That's right. as That's well. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of interesting cycles. I also, little fun fact, Alexander Hamilton was a Capricorn, so Mr. 1776 himself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Capricorn stuff. What do you make of it? What do you see? In terms of like the
1: Capricorn.
0: Just the, the Pluto Capricorn. return and all the Capricorn. Um, like what what's intriguing you about this What's intriguing return? me is
1: that this really becomes A powerful mm, Mm -hmm. reckoning for the United States in relation to uh, power and when I say reckoning I don't want people to go to doom and gloom it's like are we gonna get nuked Um, it's more so we have some unfinished business and when I say we I am talking about the United States Mm -hmm. Um, we have some unfinished business in terms of how we think move and feel about power in this country Mm -hmm. and when I say about power Because if we go back to 1776, right, we had a revolution. And the revolution was about who was in charge. And, of course, that was King George. And it was the whole idea of how he was abusing his power, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was also about some other things that we don't talk about enough. So the one particular thing that I I think about a lot is in relation to who's on the ground in relation to dealing with power. And that... um, in 1776 were the Redcoats. That was the actual military, right? Mm-hmm. In 20, 20, 2020, 2019, it's been even more recently about the police. Yeah. And so one of the things that I expect us to be dealing with as we go farther into or into the next decade is how we are rectifying the power that the people have in relation to the police. And that doesn't mean, as you know, I, I tweet a lot about this, yeah. and so right, and I've follow been on Twitter. Sam on Twitter for... I'm on Twitter. S F Reynolds. S is in Sam, and F is in Fred Reynolds. Yeah. All one word. We'll put it in the um, show notes too. So yeah. one of the things that I've been talking about for at least ten years on Twitter, because I've done I've done a lot of research in relation to the police, is, and I'm not coming from the perspective that I think the police are evil. Um, or the perspective that I think that I'm talking about individual officers. So if you have family members or if you yourself are a police officer, I'm not looking at you like, you're corrupt, you're the enemy, right? Um, I'm not of that mindset. What I am of the mindset is that we fundamentally have to look at how we've endowed the police with a certain level of power that have really detached them from the people. And when I say from the people in terms of not just black people, I think that's one key starting point. So I do understand what has happened with Black Lives Matter. I'm also talking about um, just in terms of how we're policing, you know, from how we're looking at people in surveillance.
0: Data, all the data. Data that's collected. That is policing. Um,
1: And then also in terms of, you know, who the police answer to. So going back to 1776, for example, um, it was possible for the military to kind of search and seizure. You know, just like, what's in your bag? Ah, nothing, I just have groceries. No, 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 let me see your bag. And kind of go through your bag. Um, There was the actual, in terms of quartering acts, where you would have to sometimes quarter the military in terms of particular empty spaces that you had available within your home um, or even property that you owned. So we're, we're not at that particular point, obviously, in terms of what we're dealing with, with the police. But what we are dealing with is how pervasive their powers can be. Mm -hmm. And one thing that many people don't know is that in most municipalities in the United States, the the, the department chief um, is actually appointed by a mayor. It's not selected by Democratic. The people or are democratic um, aspirations or anything democratic. Why that's important is that there's a certain detachment that has happened between how the people are able to kind of voice their concerns in relation to the police and how they're managed or policed and how the police can operate. And that's really about power. So I think one of the things that we'll be looking at in their 20s is the the charter, you know, like the police charter, where they get their power from, how they're operating with their power. And I'm not just making it about the police and your individual police departments and your different municipalities. It's more so on the ground level that we're talking about government and then how that goes into all different layers of government. So currently, like this, this month, we're dealing with the issue of impeachment of the president of the United States based on the abuse of power. That's a Pluto return issue. <laughs> yeah, that is. You know, we're you know whether the president is actually convicted by the Senate remains to be seen, but it looks like he will be impeached by the House. Now, some will look at that and say that's just partisan nonsense. I'm not going to get into the politics right. of that. As
0: astrologers, we may have our own personal politics, but right. our job is to be sort of like the. 30k foot view above the earth, like aliens in a spaceship. Some of us think of ourselves as aliens for real. Um, <laughs> no names will be named, but. Um, uh, and to just observe what's happening like, what is the story the sky is telling us, and what's happening here down below. And how do they correlate? So we almost have to be like, well, not almost. We have to be like objective reporters, which is not always easy. It's not
1: easy for me definitively. Like I don't get into horse races in terms of who's going to predict the presidency and different things. Because I usually have a strong opinion. And I don't let the astrology, or I don't try to put or superimpose my ideas Mm -hmm. on the astrology. I think a number of astrologers do that. But I try to avoid that. But anyway, I mean, one of the things that I was talking about with the impeachment of the president is that we're, we're looking at a general concern about how are we using power. How are those in power using their power? There are some people who are making the argument that um, the House of Representatives, those who are making this impeachment, are actually abusing their power. Right. And I think regardless of how we're looking at that, As a citizen, I'm looking at it. I don't know how you're looking at it or how you're looking at it. I'm looking at it like, yeah, well, how is my voice felt here? When we had a whole revolution, when I say we, meaning the United States, had a whole revolution with the key intention of giving power to the people, right? Do we have it? I mean, how are we doing? How are we doing with that power?
0: Right, because a return really is like a check-in. Some of you have heard of your Saturn return. That's the most popular return that we talk about around age twenty-nine, thirty. And um, but every planet does have a return. We don't really look at the inner planet returns much because those, like Mercury, Venus, Mars, those take you know a couple of weeks or a couple of months usually. So two years for Mars. Right. It's not always significant enough for uh, for us to count but for the the outer planets those show the larger trends so a 250 or so year cycle is a huge deal so yeah. it is a really important you know in one's lifetime <laughs> you'll never right. have pl- you you're never not gonna have yeah. a Pluto return you're not gonna yeah. have a Neptune Personally, return.
1: No. you could have a Uranus return so oh. a Uranus return will happen around 83 or 84 right. if we're fortunate to live that long yeah. but <clears throat> and then you're likely to have about seven eight or nine Jupiter returns, yeah. Right? Which I know you
0: talk about. Right, a I lot. talk a lot Very about Jupiter eloquently. returns. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And then you're you you can be fortunate to have three Saturn returns, but that's usually about that's about it. Right. Um. For now. Maybe, yeah. For know, now. I mean, maybe. maybe right? You never know. Yeah. Right. You, With you, the Jupiter returns 120? taking the power, it's like. Will we unleash the power to live longer? I could. I don't know why I have that accent suddenly, but you get the idea. I, I, right. because right. that's probably what the what
0: it'll take. It's a little Doctor Evil-y at this point, mm. you know.
1: Hmm.
0: How can we live to one hundred twenty? Do right. we even want
1: to? But it's an interesting question. But yeah. So <laughs> Next I mean, that's video, yeah. going back to the the Pluto return. I think one of the things that we're going to be wrestling with in terms of the United States is that dimension of power, and I'm talking about within the United States mm-hmm. now. As a country, out, you know, going toward like the implications beyond our borders, I think that's another issue that we may be dealing with because I think, you know, our incumbent president ran on the platform of "Make America Great Again." Mm-hmm. You know, and I think many different people have you know questioned like, well, what does it mean to be great? Right. When and is America great? I mean, when has America been great? Right. Um, can it be greater? And I think these are the questions that I, I believe that a question like the United States, a, a, an issue, a country like the United States, needs to ask itself yeah. because we consume so much of the world's resources, right? Um, and we have to kind of weigh that against to how we kind of preserve ourselves and preserve the world.
0: mm mm-hmm. So you're, you're seeing a return of a planet as a time of reckoning, a time of a, and they are, you know, a time of a review. How are we doing with Pluto themes of power, control? And Pluto deals with the yeah. Earth,
1: too. I mean, because Pluto, you know, when we're talking about the thonic power of, you know, Pluto, it's like he was the god of the underworld and all things related to what was beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. And what that meant in very real terms, were the, were the resources, you know, in terms of, like, we talk about the plutocracy, right, yeah. those who are in power and have wealth. Well, wealth historically, classically came from, you know, having diamonds, rubies, gold, and other things that we access through mining. So yeah. we're dealing with those particular issues as well.
0: Yeah, and with Saturn and Pluto coming together, Saturn also ruling Gems and things from the earth and rocks as well, mm. you know. I mean, there's, yeah, there's all of those themes. And
1: that, I mean, that. it's interesting. The United States is attempting to broker a deal with China in, on terms of the tariffs. And, you know, the president says that we're close to achieving that. We'll see. But I think among the different things that are, it's being negotiated, you No, know, we talk about soybeans and we talk about things and the, the fruits of the earth. But precious metals is also one of the things. And precious metals are gold and silver, but also precious metals that we use in order to have things like cell phones. Exactly. And computers. And so I think these are the things, and a lot of those resources are in places that um, have a disparity in in the wealth signatures between, you know, like quote unquote developed nations and underdeveloped nations. So I think those are the things, remaining questions that. Are going to be answered that we we see with this Pluto return.
0: Yeah. So the Pluto, the Pluto will be in Capricorn until twenty twenty four. That's right. Early twenty five, I think. For then touch. it goes
1: into Aquarius.
0: And then Aquarius. So this decade, because we can go out a little more macro. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> choo, choo, choo. Uh two two. We're starting Capricorn, Earth structures, hierarchies, and then we're moving. Uh, we're starting the trend of Aquarius, which, you know, what I what's interesting about Aquarius uh, is that it's co-ruled the classic ruler is Saturn which Mm -hmm. also rules Capricorn so we're gonna see continuation of the Capricorn themes of power and hierarchy at least as I see it and then we're also bringing in the major ruler of Aquarius which has only been known about for a minute well a couple hundred years Um, not even Uh, wait no yes well, I mean, it, it hasn't right? been given
1: rulership until right. maybe more like the 19th century, but it <laughs> was discovered in 1780, I'm going to say, yeah. Nine. It was, it yeah. in the 1780s. In 1781, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think you're right about that. My mm-hmm.
0: Scorpio moon memory was looking for the date. Hard mm-hmm. drive, hard drive. Um, so, yeah, around, around the same time that our last Pluto return was, interestingly, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Uranus was discovered and... Uh, has been the major ruler of Aquarius, so um, so we have this dual energy, which is because I, I think of Saturn as like the stern authoritarian parent, and Uranus as the rebellious teen or the the youth who's like, but no, you don't understand. We need we need a revolution. We need something new. So it's it's this interesting uh, almost paradox, dual dualistic nature. So. And then we're going to have Saturn moving into Aquarius for part of the year.
1: There's a couple of things. You said a lot of things that were packed in there. One thing, <laughs> as a tr- more traditional astrologer, I, I look the major ruler as Saturn.
0: Oh, you do? I do. Okay. Um, and I don't long recognize long
1: Uranus season. as the, the ruler at all. But I do think, per what you said, there's a beautiful tie-in in terms of like the discrepancy between the past and the future. And here's where it's a little different. What's interesting about the modern association of Uranus with revolution Mm -hmm. is that Uranus is named after the sky god Uranus, right? Mm -hmm. Who was deposed by Saturn. Right. Right? Right. So Uranus actually was not the revolutionary, right? But kind of like the despot who had to be overthrown. Mm -hmm. And Saturn actually was the revolutionary who eventually became the despot.
0: Okay
1: so it's I almost oh, is- so I think those themes tie in whether does you like tie in. whether you kind of embrace Uranus as the ruler of Aquarius or you just use Saturn, I think both can work in the sense that we're talking about mm-hmm. a really powerful story that is reiterated in a couple different ways with what's happening so let me start with what I just said about Saturn and Uranus. One of the things is we have to be careful as we're talking about revolution. Yes. What does of that? Of not mean? becoming the despot. Of not becoming the force that that holds in power rather than shares it. What becomes most revolutionary, and this is the tie in also with Jupiter Jupiter, is that Saturn tries to kind of hold in time, hold in progress. And he actually, after has usurped his father and cut his testicles off. That's actually in the myth, we right? We didn't make that up. We, we didn't make that you up. You did not hear it here first. He threw it into the ocean and then from the foam in the ocean, from the testicles, I guess it was frothy, um, Venus, Aphrodite came up. Anyway, much later, cut ahead, um, Saturn, um, his father curses him and says that your children will usurp you. Saturn is determined not to have that happen, so he starts eating his kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's real nasty, right? He's eating his kids, um, and actually his wife, his sister, I mean, times were weird then, yeah. um, deceives him, gives him a rock to eat, um, whisks away the child who we now know as Zeus, who grows up and then usurps his father. Now Zeus becomes known as zeus Pater, which is Jupiter, right? in Latin, in Roman language. Um, So Jupiter usurps Saturn, um, or Kronos, and that's kind of like what we're dealing with with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that we have at the end of 2020, which is really significant because it's the establishment of more than 100 years of Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions every 20 years in air signs. We had that... In 1980 it was called a mutation like what do you mean I wasn't a mutation I was born in 1980 am I a mutant no (laughs) you're You're not not it's up to you to decide (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave that up to you right sorry but in 1980 we had a mutation whereas before we were dealing with Saturn Jupiter conjunctions in earth yes and we had the most recent one in 2000 now classically old time astrology back in the medieval ages they would rely more on the jupiter saturn cycles as determining major changes in human history
0: right when they come together
1: right and when they come together it was like the birth of prophets it's believed that when we talk about the star of david since we're kind of near the you know not the star of David, star of bethlehem when we're talking about the star of bethlehem we're really talking about a jupiter saturn conjunction that the magi found and saw and that's Announcing the birth of, you know, Jesus. So I think what, I'm not saying like, oh, Sam, are you saying at the end of 2020, we're expecting a Messiah? (laughs) I'm not saying that. I mean, there could be. I don't know. Anything's
0: possible. Anything's possible. I think it's more so that
1: we're talking about the themes that we've been talking about with Jupiter, Saturn, how we're talking about change in terms of the air signs. Um, For example, so I mean that may be talking about innovations related to technology how we communicate Um, You know in terms of the change that happened the mutation in 1980 that was a watershed moment I remember that I was 12 um, and it was the election in the United States at least of Ronald Reagan and You're like well he was blah blah blah. I mean whatever you want to say about Reagan We can go on about mixed feelings that we have in terms of the political spectrum But that man was eloquent as hell. (laughs) And an Aquarius. And an Aquarian. And, yeah, he definitely was an air sign. And he partly, you know, helped to usher in a different era that really reshaped everything for the next pretty much 20, 30 years. You're like, well, what do you mean? The Cold War? It was during, you know, his presidency and then um, that we saw things kind of break apart um, in what became or what was the Soviet Union. And then that continued with Bush. Um, with the first Bush, I should say, uh, Pear Bush, um, George Bush. And then we saw things kind of break apart. So we may be seeing some tectonic shifts that are happening in 2020 in terms of how, and then the end of 2020 into 2021, like the start of the, the 20s, um, on a political scene. And that goes back to something I said earlier about the United States and its relationship to power. Um so I do bring it back. I love I do it. Like the returns, um, but that is kind of the thing that we may be dealing with on top of the Pluto return, the Jupiter Saturn conjunction that we have at the end of twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, in Aquarius. Rich. In Aquarius. Um, and I'm so curious about Saturn and Aquarius, like because I feel like it could go, and that's from. Um, march to july of 2020 and then uh in late december it, it kicks in for a couple of years and we'll really settle into that and have the the great conjunction uh and the solstice that you're talking about in december mm-hmm. um but i feel like since saturn is the spot, and so kind of can be very law and order eat the kids uh instead of sharing the power with them mm-hmm. um but then it's in aquarius which is yeah the which I, it's such a contradiction in some ways like how might that play out because i feel like could that suppress people's voices or could it uh, make it that people are more
1: vocal about i think it's going to be both i think yeah. um, you know the saturn and aquarius i mean for more traditional classical astrologers It's what we call his day home. Um, You might say, if we want to put it in a different way, his summer home, right? There's his winter home, which is much more reserved, um, more um, receptive, which is Capricorn, and then his day home is a lot more assertive. So when he goes into Aquarius, um, he's really trying to govern more along the social realm and talk about how we bring people together in some cohesive fashion. Now, at its best, that can be bringing people in a cohesive fashion. That's communicative, um, and um, I won't say egalitarian, but with the aspiration related to an ideal. Right.
0: You think you've seen co-working spaces and co-living spaces? You ain't you seen, seen nothing yet. Nothing yet. yet. Right. <laughs> exactly. We work out something new in. Yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. A whole different or maybe level. not out.
0: Oh, not out, but we I like I mean, we work out, and I like. Right, But, you know, Uranus was right over Adam Newman's son. Yeah, was were, I was about to
1: say, let's hope Taurus, we yeah. work, can rework yeah, what's going on. Re, yeah, they better rework. <laughs> they better rework what's yeah. kind of going on for them. But, um, but, yeah, so I think we may be dealing with some measure of that. But what may be the challenge, can, this is the dark side of Aquarius. This is the thing we don't like to talk about when we talk about the age of Aquarius and other things, is that it's all fine as long as you're on board for my vision. Right. When you're not on board for my vision, you know, like then it's like, well, yeah. out. And that is kind of what I was also alluding to is the difference between Saturn and Jupiter. Yeah. Saturn wanted to kind of contain all the power. Saturn is always going to try to be Saturn, no matter what sign he's in. Yeah. So he's, he's going to try to contain the power. Right. At all The times. original, the original <laughs> control yeah. freak. Right. Yeah. He's going to try to kind of contain it. Whereas Jupiter was like more distributing it so that's why we have even olympus olympus was about distributing the power of different modalities among different people so like we had a god of war we have a god of communication and we we're gonna have like well you be the love goddess and of course you take care of people you know that, distribution it's a job for everyone yeah right as versus saturn's like i'll do it no no i'll i'll do it <laughs> I'll, I'll do, do that it, too. You're not right. doing that right. You don't right. have to do uh, that. That's not up to right. standard. Not so I think though. that could be another dark thing that we're dealing with. And so it might be like like we said, Saturn and Jupiter are kind of both trying to figure out like, you know, distributing power. But at the same time, um, it could be like law and order trying to assert itself with a lot more vim and vigor.
0: And this kind of goes back to something you were saying earlier, like where does ideology become... You know the the ideology that drives what we'd call a revolution become more suppressive. You know this is the right, this is the new right way to do Correct. things. So you know we may, we are even seeing some of that now. Um, so I think we're gonna probably have to deal with that. And, and Aquarius ruling technology, you know, I feel like even on social media, or the messages that are spread and with data, you know, we're gonna we're gonna look at how things are. Is this really equal or does it is it giving the appearance of that? Yeah,
1: that's that's spot on because I mean we saw some of the, the shifts with that, with Uranus going into Taurus. You know, the the question about privacy, what you own, you know, right? Yeah. And so now we have Saturn and Jupiter in fixed signs again and there are four fixed signs. There's there's Scorpio, there's Taurus, there's Aquarius and Leo. So we're gonna have both Aquarius and Taurus emphasized when Saturn and Jupiter are both in Aquarius, and then we're going to have Uranus in Taurus. Um, so that becomes significant in terms of looking at how those planets are relating as we move forward.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I believe in our research, I love to look at uh, Saturn cycles, too, because you have every 30 years. So it's it's unlike Pluto, it's enough in a lifetime, or at least what, you know, maybe your parents experienced, or your kids, so you can see trends so i believe the i have a dream speech was mm-hmm. given during saturn aquarius as well which is ideological and it is... was it saturn aquarius yeah. yeah you sure okay yeah i think so All right, because i mean
1: because that would you're right because that would have been 1963 yeah mm-hmm. there you go right yeah, yeah. we always right. when we do our annual book we mm-hmm. we
0: geek out on looking at where saturn was so saturn interestingly saturn you probably know this but was in capricorn which rules architecture and structures and walls it was there when the berlin wall was built then it came back when the mm. berlin wall was deconstructed and now it's here when we have an, a president uh, talking about building a wall yeah. on the u.s mexico mm-hmm. border so there's been this recurring theme at least three times of walls so you know the aquarius has been definitely a Saturn in Aquarius times have been about, uh, I think, power to the people. But also, I mean, you mentioned Reagan doing things differently. That's very mm-hmm. Aquarian. Like it's time for, whether it was revolution or not, it's time for some radical new change to the system and the It's structures. a new day in America,
1: I believe he said. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a new day in America uh-huh. or a new dawn has come in America. And I think, you know, again, irrespective of how you may have felt about his politics and Um, It definitely augured some changes in terms of how things— and one thing that people may not, um, who weren't born then or didn't know, um, he wasn't expected to win. He won by a landslide. I mean, he crushed Carter. Um, So it was like an overwhelming response on the part of the nation for a change.
0: Right. And now I'll revise because Saturn was not an Aquarius then, but it was a Saturn. Jupiter conjunction at that time, or yeah. about to be, and that's where it really showed up as, like... In an air sign, uh, though. It was in Libra. Yeah, in an so, air sign, yes. Yeah, so it were, was
1: in Libra, yeah. so, I mean, I think that...
0: Similar to the Saturn in Aquarius, mm-hmm. there was a desire for new ideas, new information, new conversations, movement, from and, what we And knew. Jupiter
1: in air likes that. I mean, yeah. so, again, I don't predict horse races, but... <laughs> well, presidential ones. Or presidential ones, but... I had some moment of pause in 2016 as Jupiter was in Libra, because mm-hmm. what I had observed, because Jupiter was in Libra again, as we were saying, in 1980, I was like, Jupiter in Libra is kind of conservative, Yeah. right? He kind of wants to kind of like, I'm conservative, not in the sense like, I just want to keep my money, you know, all these other the things. The moderation. But, the, but like, you wants, know, yeah. the revolution is almost like a counter revolution in a mm-hmm. sense. So it's like a reactive yeah. So I was like, Balance. yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I'm going to be honest about this, and I, you probably heard a similar thing. There were a great number of astrologers in 2016 who did not predict Trump to win. Um, a great number of them who just got it wrong. And a great number of them with a lot num- a lot of um, vim and vigor and confidence, like, oh, no, I, I definitely, there's no way. Well, I did have pause. I didn't say I predicted him. I did not. But... Because I wasn't into that. But when I saw that Jupiter in Libra, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm saying a similar thing with this Jupiter in Aquarius. There's a lot of people who are like, nah, there's no way in hell, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. The Jupiter in Aquarius really, it's kind of more traditional and especially being with Saturn in Aquarius, he might go along. That doesn't mean then like, oh, are you saying then Trump is going to get reelected? Yeah, I didn't get there. But I am saying that this expectation that if you have a very specific agenda along a certain spectrum, what I would say to you, and if I'm I'm gonna be blunt, if it's more like quote unquote progressive, right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to think about how that could, you're gonna have to be more strategic.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to be more (laughs) Pluto-like. It's true, and you know, um, again, Divorcing this from my personal ideology and politics, which will not be on camera, um, it's this is the Pluto return. This goes back to that how we deal with power, including like if I just you know put this person on blast and hate them and da da da, then magical thinking they'll be outvoted and we'll get a new president, exactly. and or he'll get impeached. He just has to because he's so terrible according to my ideology well there's a whole segment of the country who thinks he's the best thing that ever happened to it stock prices are up so it's the recognition that what you think is right or wrong could be exactly opposite with someone else's right. else right and this and also could both goes, be right. and
1: this also goes for the conservative line of thinking too like oh well you know these people will just come around and see the right way no we're we're not going away from each other no. so we're going to have to either strategically um, advance each other or we're going to have to start talking to each other in some way. I think that's also the air signal that we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. You know? like, and, and I'm not just talking about in terms of kumbaya, you know, like, right. just put down your swords and just hug each other. I mean, that might be nice, yeah. but I think we are going to have to find some way in which to talk among ourselves and talk between each other without the expectation that we're just going to dissolve. Because I mean, Saturn and Jupiter are going to be in fixed signs, and so things yeah. may be a lot more entrenched.
0: Yeah. It's going it's to be tough. I mean, look, I, I look at the Pluto cycle, that 12 to 24 years, approximately, is, you know, it's, everything's got to fall down. We're only three-quarters of the way through it now, so we have another four years. Started 2008 with Obama. We might end up with an orange president at the end, or we might not. <laughs> well, I mean, you know? and that's even significant. But well, we could. They like, could. I mean,
1: I, I am going to be a slightly political here, and I don't think anyone on either end of the of the aisle would, would mind. Trump is a reaction to Obama. Yeah. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think there are people who are on the Absolutely. conservative spectrum probably would admit that, and I think we definitively, those who are on the progressive side, it, see that. And I think... We're talking about the swinging of a pendulum. Yeah. And I think as a country, we have to figure out, well, what are we really standing for? When we say, like, we the people, is it the we the people that are only, quote unquote, born here? Or the ones who aspire to come here as well? Right. Um, so much to question. You know, with all that. it it really becomes like, how do we talk about citizenry? You know, like, um, I think it's going to become a, a bigger issue, especially since signs work reflexively as we kind of are now talking about aquarius Mm -hmm. and eating the children we're also going to be talking about the children leo right so i mean we're going to probably be dealing more with the question the fetus question again i think that's going to become an issue um it's like well what about the right to the fetus you know and i'm like okay i again not getting into my issue, own yeah. politics although you probably can read my face and read my politics
0: <laughs> but look it.
1: we get all the breaking news alerts on our phones right too, and it's I, I think abortion the,
0: ban bills being passed all the time i think that you know? is going to be another
1: it's gonna key, it's, key it's, issue it's,
0: yeah i don't think that's going away i mean i i've been searching for how can we you know it's we're kind of at the point where like we need to stop being divided and we need to come together, but I haven't landed on a how. And I'm wondering you may have some ideas, um, how to talk you know, you, you talk to somebody, but then they get to a point in the conversation where you're just so diametrically opposed and becomes a question of values, which we're looking at with Uranus and Taurus, which is about values for the next seven years, six years, um, in twenty twenty, you know sometimes maybe you just can't. Maybe it's just an accepting, we can't get on the same page about this. I think
1: that's important. One of the things I think about, too, with the Aquarius themes, um, you know, with Saturn and Jupiter um, both landing in Aquarius, I think, and then we're going to also be dealing with the nodes, uh, with the North Node being in, in air. I think about community. So I think one way in which we can navigate these treacherous waters is about rethinking, rebuilding community. And I don't mean like in some broad sense, like, you know, delivering groceries for your neighbor or something like that. That would be nice. But I think community in terms of how you connect to people, like what we're doing, like the summit, like connecting to your group, your tribe. Right. So it's really starting with building the people who you vibe with rather than the people you don't vibe with. I mean, like, right. I think one of the things that has happened since 2016 is, is that we expend a lot of energy on the people we putatively hate, right? Yeah. Rather yes. than spending as much time or more time with the people that we love.
0: Mm-hmm. This has come up in a, a, a number of these talks, too. Okay. Community has arisen as, like, you know, just kind of naturally in conversation like this as a theme of, like, That's going to be the thing that gets us through whatever comes our way. And
1: I think that's going to be important to re-navigate that even in relation to social media, because one of the things I've also been thinking about and kind of even tapping the waters myself, you know, in terms of the astrology and thinking ahead to 2020 Mm -hmm. is like, are we really building community when we build a following? When we build, you know, like friends and And all that and fans? I'm not so sure. Um, You know, when I say I'm not so sure, I'm not knocking that because, I mean, I'm, you know, established on social media. But at the same time, you know, in terms of that sense of heartfelt connection, because whenever you talk about Aquarius, Mm -hmm. you also have to keep in mind, like I said, reflexively, Leo, right? The heart, right? The opposite sign. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be, you know, as much as you kind of extend the energy out, which is more Aquarian, you have to talk about where it's coming from and where it goes to, which is the heart. Okay. So I think that's gonna be important to na- navigate and negotiate in terms of how we are building connections. And that's not something that is easily, um, that we can easily get from social media. You no, know?
0: not a lot of heart, yeah. Right. But coming together, I'm I'm, I'm into the, <laughs> I've been fascinated with the hormone, the neurochemical oxytocin. Tocin, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, vitamin O, I call it. I talked about this with Colin in our video too. The bonding hormone. Yes, of course. We're both kind of obsessed, right? Um, But it's it flows when people come together and and it is a de it lowers stress, particularly in women. Yeah, Yeah. it's
1: it's the cuddle thing, you know. After like postcoital, you know, coiling. That's oxytocin. Uh, Yeah,
0: exactly. Or breastfeeding or Mm -hmm. looking at a baby or holding a puppy. So pick your poison. Actually, it's not a poison. Pick your potion. Pick your love, yeah. Yeah, pick your love hormone. But actually, there was a study that said karaoke releases oxytocin. Oh, that makes sense. Probably why I'm so obsessed with it, with the stressful writing job Mm -hmm. I have. But, yeah, but I think, you know, look it up and, and ways to increase whatever decreases stress for you. It's not yeah. the only thing, but coming together is a stress reliever. The world is getting more stressful. And Pluto and Capricorn, which is about capitalism and the economy too, has really and Saturn have turned up the heat, the pressure to make money, um, have taken some of the heart out of community and social media. And the original intention of it I think was people connecting and sharing. I mean obviously it got quickly commercialized and commoditized sure. if it wasn't from the get-go but so it's okay that might not be where that happens so you know talking about that's interesting yeah it's just and, saying that because yeah. i
1: mean like it was a, a gemini who kind of developed the, the protocol that became http tim oh, yeah. berners lee okay I'm so sure. now yeah. He, yeah he was a gemini or he is a gemini he's still very much with us um so it's you know, what became the World Wide Web, and he didn't make any money off of it, and he didn't try to for the first few years of the World Wide Web, and I, actually I always look at that as instructive for how we talk about building that rapport that became the World Wide Web. It was just the idea, he just was curious about how do I create a protocol by which to share information between platforms, because that was an issue. I don't think people remember, like if you had a, a Mac, and then someone else had a PC, it was really hard to kind of swap files because they had completely different protocols. Where that became nullified with the idea of the HTTP, right, which became the World Wide Web,
0: for which we are all on the We're summit grateful. grateful for. Oh, right. We would not be here if not for the HTTP. Yet.
1: Right. So I think as we go into this moment of the North Node and Gemini and then all this air. It does become a moment where we can start talking about creating bridges and connections. But I think the the starting point is going to be with the people you know, the people you like, the people you want to know better. I think we've been talking about communication, but I also would say it's important to talk about communion. Communion, the way in which we create communion with with other people. I don't mean like oh, uh, not, <laughs> not your, the Catholic, kind not of, the Catholic yeah. communion, communing but, together, but communing together more potlucks more um ways in which we kind of meet in person um watch demetrius's talk for that oh yeah he talked know. about food yeah.
0: and potlucks and communing.
1: he's big on that yeah and he is, is aquarius so. I,
0: exactly we need to follow his table mm-hmm. he said another c word that i really liked i picked up on curious curiosity oh, curiosity no. has gone missing a little bit with pluto and capricorn it's gone underground because it has been such reality you know, has been beaten down some of the curiosity or maybe we have too much uh, novelty so we've That's lost our curiosity. I can support that
1: because I think one of the things, I tend to look at something, um, there are different ways in which you can break down generations. So I know you have Shakira on here, Shakira table yeah. and also looks at generations, but um, she looks at it through Pluto. Um, I look at it through Uranus, but I look at, activation points which are um the activation points come in a very weird way with something that we astrologers call a quincunx so i was looking at the activation of the uranus and libra generation those who were born when uranus was in libra their mm-hmm. activation was that you yeah your activation came when uranus was in pisces and so that was like i believe huh. 2003 Yes, right oh, well, that's so true. what what that means is that the cardinals and uranus and libra um got very much into reality and the idea of sharing but reality. So we saw like the proliferation of reality TV from yeah. that era. We also saw the growth of like things like um Napster, you know, like oh, yeah. sharing music you know, sharing. Music sharing and video sharing and wire and all the illegal Ooh, shit that all we the had. Illegal stuff that we didn't have a fast um,
0: enough connection to download right? oh. but
1: We tried. It was we like tried. we would start that night and then, you know, get it that way anyway. Gen Z, you've got nothing but that's that's interesting that you'd say that. I mean, because I think it is the Pluto and Capricorn, but I think it's also the cardinality that we've been dealing with.
0: Yeah, with Uranus and Aries. Right? Uranus yeah. and Aries, right.
1: It's the same kind of thing. It's like hard hitting, just give it to me. Rather than like, yeah, we may open up to more curiosity, more the mutable energy, the air energy. So that's...
0: Well, I hope so. I mean, yeah. that's a real, that's a great... So. Once again, the invitation for 2020 as we're navigating the Pluto return and looking at our relationship to power, look at it with curiosity. Yeah. Get curious about why you may be so entrenched in a belief. It doesn't mean you have to change it. You may conclude, you know what, because I really feel strong, but strongly about this, but, but figure out why instead of just parroting rhetoric.
1: I like the idea, the word entertain. Let me explain. Hmm. Um, Where you can entertain an idea without thinking that it has to be yours. You know, you can hold space for it, right? And I think um, it was one of the ancient philosophers who described that as like the sign of a mature mind. Mm -hmm. And I think about that quite often where you can entertain ideas without thinking that you have to kind of, you know, push them away. And I think maybe that's something that we can cultivate more as we go into this airy moment. And also with the, the nodes um, shifting from Cancer to Capricorn. And then also in terms of the eclipses that come with it.
0: Yeah. Gemini. Gemini and Sag are very curious and entertain almost anything. Take it from me as a Sag. Um, so I love that. That's, yeah, and I think-
1: That's a really great it's a really great message for people. Yeah, I mean, and to kind of like put it in a different way, although some people may not like to hear this particular way I'm going to frame it, you know, I think it's a willingness to learn lessons from all kinds of people. One thing I tweeted recently is that I can learn from anybody, but not everyone is my teacher, right? So it's kind of being open to, to learning. And one of the things I might mention he's like talking about these eclipses with Gemini and Sag, is that we have a president who is along that axis. He is a Sun in Gemini.
0: With a Gemini North uh, node.
1: With a Gemini North node and a moon in Sag. Um, He's born just before an eclipse. I mean like literally an hour or so before an eclipse. (laughs) And why I'm bringing him up is irrespective of how we feel about the man, irrespective of how we feel about his politics, Here's one thing I have I won't say admire I can't bring myself to say that but one thing I have taken note of is that there was a certain daring and curiosity in even becoming president I mean yeah. or daring to from be president from who he
0: was before
1: from not just who he was before but even like you know in terms of some of the things he talked about before you know he ran for governor just maybe 2 years before was th- talking about running for governor 2 years before he ran for president maybe two or three years. And then, so when he was talking about running for president, I mean, as a New Yorker, I I laughed. I was like, come on, not you. But he was curious enough to kind of put it out there and kind of do that. What's that for you in your life? What can you be curious enough and daring enough that makes you nervous enough, feel ridiculous enough to do? And I think that's the invitation that we have with these air signs and also the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. Aquarius is where we kind of experience the broadness of vision and thought in terms of how we kind of relate to an aggregate, to a social fabric. How willing are you to kind of put your own stake into that fabric, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that might be for you. So I think that becomes an important moment.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing way to leave people with a message and a, and an opportunity for the new decade. An opportunity, that's An it. opportunity. We are so, astrologers, we are language geeks. Because astrology is a new language. It is. And so we're math, we're mathematical, we're language. Which is also a language. Yeah, which is a language. So I, that's, I think, why people are being drawn to astrology. Just because it does... It gives you a space, a little bit of space to take the charge out of everything where you can entertain differences without it becoming polarizing, you know? Right. It's like you can stereotype someone 12 different ways and not anger them with the Right, stars. and that's not, I, not I say that that's, that's not astrology, that. that's
1: sinology. I mean, sinology yeah. has its place and it's very useful and very yeah. fun. Right. But astrology becomes a lot more complex. I mean, I always much give this analogy that it's like the trailer of the movie. When we talk about signs, you know, when we do horoscopes, yeah. get the trailers for a, a much bigger movie.
0: That's so, good. And that movie is where, who am I? Why am I this way? you. Who are you? And why are you this way? So get curious about that in yeah. 2020 and beyond. And thank you, Sam. Thank you. That's thank so you. This was fun. I know.
1: Scorpio so, Sag so,
0: energy. you're not Yeah. Stop. That's right. <laughs> i love it all right well we will be back uh we'll see i'm sure we'll be doing more in 2020 i in keep so saying that to everybody because i'm like we must this is so fun so wishing you a great year thanks Happy, sam is Happy there New anything year. uh Happy... anything you want to Well, share check me out on people?
1: unlockastrology.com and also like if you want to follow me on twitter i am also going to be starting a round of classes okay. in january okay. so Bye-bye. i have classes Bye-bye. online classes there you don't, you don't have to you know kind of leave the comfort of your own home you can be in your pajamas or you know like have your camera off and just be sky clad it doesn't matter Um, (laughs) or
0: (laughs) start a little communal study group
1: per hour or entertain the idea that's that's exactly right yeah so you can follow that um in unlockastrology.com yeah all right thank you for having me thank you
0: bye everyone
1: Bye. bye